It is that time of the week where we open up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag. Tons of great questions. Lamar's MVP run to start the season. Tyreek, is he a Hall of Famer at this point? What's going on with Deshaun Watson going in the opposite direction? And some very interesting comments from Colts owner Jim Ursay. All that and more coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Williamson NFL Show, Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Those are the Twitter handles to hit up if you want to get involved in any of these mailbag episodes. You can also drop a question in the YouTube comments. We're here for you every single day here. Shout out to all the everydayers. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Here we go. Uh, Jim Irsay. He's uh, it's always an interesting one with Jim Irsay in the uh, in the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm sure Colts fans sometimes are putting their their face in their palms when he speaks. (laughs) Uh, I know when he speaks to players, it's not gone awesome all the time, but there's some entertainment value. And to be honest with you, Matt, I think today he might have got one right Uh, and he might get in trouble for it by the league. So we'll see what happens there. But Yesterday, this is what Jim Irsay had to say publicly. And the first part is a two-part tweet here, Matt, from, from Jim Irsay. At yeah, Jordan. bring it on. Number five, quarterback Anthony Richardson. Surgery today in L.A. was a success. It was a long procedure, and his shoulder injury has been repaired. No new surprises were found during surgery. They just repaired what was expected. Anthony's doing well, and thanks, everyone, for the support. There is presently no date for his return. So good news. Uh, we already knew Anthony Richardson was going to be done for the year having this surgery on his shoulder. And so good prognosis, hopefully, for him going forward and into 2024. He adds, though, a second bullet point. The NFL admits and understands that they did not make the correct calls at the end of Sunday's Colts-Browns game. I believe we need to institute instant replay for all calls, including penalties, in the last two minutes of all games. Uh, an added note here from Tom Pelissero of NFL.com. He says NFL communicates with teams on a weekly basis about various calls. Team officials are prohibited, though, from commenting publicly on those discussions. Now, a team owner has publicly said the league admitted to officiating mistakes. Stay tuned. And I do want to go to our uh, listener and uh, frequent tweeter into the program, Joey Bag of Donuts. He says, Jim Ursay is right. They should review everything in the last two minutes. Why can't they do something like that, but just make a quick determination like within 30 seconds? A lot to take in there. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with Joey Bag of Donuts? Is Jim Mercy right here? Well, good news about Richardson. Okay. I mean, everyone just assumes yeah. every surgery goes well, and they yeah. almost all do. Amazing well, hit rate okay. on surgeries, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the doctors of the world. Right. Nothing ever goes wrong. Um, I do agree. I, I mean, it's amazing that Jim Ursay is actually less volatile than his father was. If people imagine if there were Twitter back then. I mean, I'm just saying his dad was wow. 
there's a lot of conversations that past owners must have had, especially in the wild west of of the NFL and yes. in its growth period. Uh, you know, with with more you know family ownership and and you know um, not billion dollar you know, business people buying the franchises. So uh, there's probably some very interesting comments and conversations that we oh, yeah. weren't as privy to as we are now. Yes. So I just want to throw that out there. His dad was even more of a handful, but I think he's dead on. I mean, frankly, the Colts got screwed in that game and really should have won. I don't say that all that often, but the Browns kind of got away with one late there and it was a bad call. And we have talked a fair amount of officiating and it seems always right around mid-October to Halloween is officiating worse than ever? And I always try to remember that didn't we have this conversation 365 days ago? And it just it, it, it's hard and there are issues. But one thing I think I said the other day was I do think they've done a really good job of getting spots right. Is is this a catch? Are your feet in? I mean, it might be annoying, but I think most calls. Their, their hit rate's been pretty good. I mean, when they review things, technology's really worked in their favor. So why don't we keep it up and do that in crunch time, in two minutes? You know, keep going, even if it is a little bit of a delay. I don't care. Like, my whole thing, and I 100% agree with Jim Irsay. And, and sometimes when he speaks, it's like, yikes, what are you saying? <laughs> I, I love that. And, and I love that he's transparent. You know, this league is based on the fans. Without the fans and the eyeballs, so I love the transparency. He doesn't care. He's the owner, right? It would have been different if it was a coach or a GM doing it. This is the owner, right? They make the rules. He's one of 32 that can change whatever the rules are right now. Yeah. And I, I love the the clarity, the transportation, or the the the, uh, <laughs> the transparency here uh, of Ursay letting us know because, yeah, the league misses calls, and they should admit it, and we should hear about it. And they should be – we should be going on and looking at the EPA per call – for officials, right? They, they, yeah, they yeah. should be up there. Like this should be public record and they should be held accountable. And the league should be doing what they can to get better, get it right. Yeah, and it should not take long. We have so much technology. Get the stuff right. Have more officials in the booth than there are on the field if you have to. Figure it out. Look at it. It takes 10 seconds for us watching the game to realize what happened on a play. Instead of one ref that's got a bad angle in a split second in an impossibly tough situation trying to make this call that could change the outcome of a game. So I'm with it. Get it right. Open up everything to review, especially in crunch time. And I know they tried. You remember after the, the Saints thing where for some reason the ref didn't call the most blatant uh, pass interference penalty of all time. And so they made that reviewable and then it took too long. So then they undid that. Um they've got to be able to figure out a way that it can happen quickly and they can get buzzed and it could be just like how players get ripped out of a game from uh, the spotters with concussion protocol, right? Because mm -hmm. those players are pulled out of the game that play. So how can they not do it before the sna next snap and, or at least stop the game if they need to look at it, especially in crunch time, especially when just they got to do a better job at getting it right. We have too much technology. You watch a tennis match and there is to the millimeter, this live like computerized graphic of where the ball was in or out. How can the mm. NFL with all of its money have not figured out a better way utilizing technology to get more things right, get it right. We have more flags than ever. That can't happen. We need to have fewer flags than ever and more correct calls than ever.
Wow. I like what you did there. I mean, you laid it all out perfectly. I agree with everything you said. You and Ursay should get together and make this stuff happen. I mean, uh, I would love to have a sit down with the at the bar with with a drink with Jim Ursay and uh, and we could both uh, maybe we hash could hash it out, it out and, and, yep. and give a proposal to the league. Love it. I do think it's come a long way, but it can be better. Why wouldn't it be? You know, I mean, and my last note on this is any game matters, of course, but one baseball game doesn't go your way that you should have hockey, NBA, you, your season's not ruined. Your coaches are getting fired, but these games have to be dead on balls accurate. You know what I mean? Every NFL game is worth 10 baseball games. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if one call ruined 10 straight games for a major league <laughs> baseball team. What would that do? <laughs> yeah. right? That's what we're talking about with the, the small sample size of 17 games in the NFL season. Yeah, every um, game against the Padres is a loss for you now because we screwed up a strike count. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And so, yeah, just, just look, NFL, get better. We we hold uh, GMs accountable. We hold, hold coaches accountable. We crush players when they screw up. Um, officials get crushed, but they get to kind of scurry underneath and hide, and you don't get to hear mm-hmm. about these kind of things. I love this. I think there should be a, 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 a report that is – public every single week whatever these conversations are put it in writing and publicize it every single week let's get it right let's get better nfl 100 i bet there's some people out there saying yeah but refs don't make 30 million a year they don't make and that's true well pay them better you know if you're (laughs) whatever better do a better job i I always talk about this with nfl and, and scouting you you see how much time they spend and money and crunching every little aspect and scouting players to bring into their organization. They don't scout scouts that way. Right. No, like, no. Right. Of course uh, not. You know, a guy let's hire him. And then that guy's making yeah. help helping make decisions. Right. So if you don't, <laughs> it's all about, you know, who, you know, Matt, that's how you got into scouting yourself. Right. Was who, you that know. was my problem. I didn't know anybody. I mean, and I then, had a much yeah, more then, difficult route than everybody else. Yeah. You, yeah, knew, you knew enough people to get your foot in the door and then you didn't know enough, uh, big time decision makers to, right. to stay longer. Yeah. Sometime in the offseason, I'll tell everyone my whole Browns interview process story. I mean, it's not unusual, but it is people would be interested. You know, what I did that day, and then inevitably they picked me over a bunch of other people. But I didn't know anyone when I walked in that door. So let's get better. Well, I yeah, think let's get better. Overriding factor here. Matt, Leo and I, I think we think we could even get better here at what we do. Uh, I know it's I know that sounds nearly wow, impossible. High bar. But, uh, our hit rate is our hit rate is more like the uh, surgeons <laughs> doing all those repairs of, of ligaments in the NFL than the official. Oh, in my opinion. So yep. uh, let us know what you think. I love all the <laughs> questions here. Let's hit some more at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Tyreek and a whole lot more trade deadline chatter as well. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Use promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. A little bit more on that in a second because Game Time is the place to go when you are buying tickets because it shouldn't be a hassle. It shouldn't be a worry when you're trying to buy tickets for your next big event, whether it's an NFL football game, uh, a big time concert, maybe a comedy or a theater event near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat before you buy, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You get to see your seat, the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what you get when you arrive with game time. All prices are 
are in there up front. It's all in. So you don't have to deal with those hidden fees, which is the worst part for me for buying tickets to any event. And buy those tickets in seconds with just a couple of taps. And those tickets are right there on your game time apps. You don't have to go fishing through your emails once it's time for you to arrive at the event. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on NFL for $20 off with the Game Time app. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. What the heck is going on with Deshaun Watson? I oh th- I mean the, the Deshaun Watson saga is a is a is a laundry list, and, and we can't go through all of it. And it's looking terrible. It looked bad even when the Browns made the move that they made. But now with the injury and there's conflicting stories on whether he's actually healthy or not. He leaves the last game. You got PJ Walker looking as good or better than Deshaun Watson the last couple of weeks. They've won two straight, really without the help of Deshaun Watson. And you got people asking us. We had multiple questions the last couple of weeks, Matt. Is Deshaun Watson like done? I mean, you got two hundred million dollars guaranteed sunk into this player. What? But they're still winning. Like this is a bizarre situation for the Browns. Well, according to. Mr. Ursay, they shouldn't have been winning, but and look, there's a lot of people talking <laughs> about the game before as well uh, yes. for the Browns and in those uh and those refs getting a, giving them a little bit of help. But a lot of people get hurt and helped by the referees. So I don't think that's part of any uh scripts by the NFL. I think it's just human error. So these are things we know, and I don't think we know close to the whole story on what's going on with Watson and the Browns. First off, we know what they gave up in trade. We know about the off the field allegations that nobody seems to bring up, but they're still out there. They make the trade look even worse at the time. I mean, at the time, and still they didn't go away. They still exist. Let's not forget about those. I mean, are the women or whomever in the Browns facility thrilled he's there or comfortable with he's there? Well, you know, those, those side of things exist. Okay, now let's just talk football. He is a $64 million cap hit next year and the year after. And you gave up a ton for him in terms of compensation, draft picks, etc. He has played maybe one, maybe two acceptable game in a Browns uniform after a 700-day layoff and now some other stuff. So by no means, first off, for them to make that trade, and it'd be worth it. I said this at the time. At worst, he has to be a top five quarterback. I mean, really, he has to be a top two or three quarterback for the Browns to win that trade. He's basically been like the 25th best quarterback since in a Browns uniform. Now, all those things, I think, are undeniable. And you could explain away last year because he did have a 700-day layoff, and Unlike some of these injured dudes, I mean, he wasn't sitting in quarterback meeting rooms the whole time. He was suspended. He was home. He was not at the facility. He was not practicing with his team. And frankly, he came back against some very difficult defenses with some awful weather. So we could be his lawyer and say, those things all happened. He should be better this year. Okay. Well, he's been horrible. And he starts this game really plays badly. I think that's what's being lost here against the Colts was early on, throws a terrible pick, throws another one that absolutely could have been picked. His head hits the turf. 
And rumor has it, well, I guess not rumor has it. Apparently, he got cleared. They never put him back in. So I think all those things are true. And I also think three or four weeks ago, he was in pregame warm-ups with his shoulder. And it's, I don't even know why he warmed up. Like if they show, if you can find footage of it on YouTube. He was just wincing in pain with every throw, like never even should have put pads on, never even should have, quote, given it a try. And Watson's never been one that has lacked toughness or competitiveness. But I will say he's got a guaranteed contract and might not think there's any reason to rush back on the field. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. he could take that approach. I'm not saying he is. But deep down what I think, I think his shoulder's really bad. I, I really do. Because it was weeks and weeks of, is he going to practice? Is he not? And they were real shady about it. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt as an athlete, and I just think his shoulder is basically, I don't say wrecked, but might need surgery and is not allowing him to play at all. And this it, is a it, terrible situation. And I would add, if there's nothing weird from Deshaun's side, which is yeah, which is what it makes it seem like because the way the Browns are treating it, the Browns botched the whole thing because, look, yes. I mean, this is a billion-dollar organization, and they got PR – they got to have better messaging out there for fans, especially and, and media, not to be able to run with a story of like, I don't know what's going on. Is he hurt? Is he not hurt? That, that can't happen out of an organization like that. No. And like reading the tea leaves, it feels like Stefanski's blaming Watson or yes. questioning his desire to be on the field. And I know he's not the best guy to root for, but if his shoulders wrecked, that's the answer. I mean, it's right. it, you know that's the that's the bottom line. Yeah, as far as this injury in this situation, and and maybe Stefanski is just done with the whole situation, and that's kind of what it feels I get it. like. But you, this, it's still bad from him, bad from uh, bad messaging from the organization. If the, if his shoulder is wrecked, and they're kind of throwing him under the bus, and you know maybe this is a way for them to save face because they don't like the whole situation. Uh, maybe they thought they were getting a different guy. What, Think back to how long it's been since Deshaun Watson's been good. Right. My son's five. Has has never done, yeah. has Deshaun Watson been good in his life? Like we're Maybe going to the back beginning. Like, right. Yeah. We've had a pandemic since he's been yeah. good and played for the Houston Texans. Like how different were people's lives back then? That's an eternity in the NFL. An eternity. And even his last great year. And I thought he was great when you know on his last great year. I think the Texans won like four games. <laughs> you know, I mean, he led the league yeah. in like completion percentage and they won four games or something. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's brutal. If whatever year that was, was that 2021 now, January, when everything started to come out, that was after the season he sat out because he was trying to get traded, right? Mm-hmm. And everything was weird. Then the, the, the big story about the massages and all the stuff and the lawsuits all broke it at that point. Um, and people forget he wanted out of Houston way before we knew about massage stuff. He, was already, I mean, he, yeah, he hated he, the organization and right. They gave him yeah. a big contract. And he still wanted out. So it's even longer than his suspension that he's been uh, out yes. and not, and not playing high level football. And it's, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And his value then and who he was, it would have been worth what the Browns did. But yeah. then after all of that, and after years of not playing, literal years of not playing NFL, seven hundred days plus the you know everything else off the field, it's pretty wild the situation that the Browns are in with Deshaun Watson. It feels like they don't even like him at this point, and they're mm-hmm. sunk for two. If they were to cut Deshaun Watson right now, 
219 million, <laughs> nearly wow. 200.9, $220 million in dead money. It would be a $200 with his salary. It would, it would, his cap number is 19 million. So it'd be almost exactly 200 million in, in uh, that it would be negative on your cap. Be, your entire cap would go away because of what his contract is. Next season, a little bit less. It would only be two hundred in dead money plus his, money, you know, yeah. big cap number. So that would only go. That would go down to one hundred and thirty-six million dollars. That it would. Uh, that would. My, we're talking. My, you're not saving one hundred thirty-six. You are losing one hundred thirty-six million just to get rid of him against your salary cap, which is obviously not possible. If you wanted to cut him post June first in twenty twenty-four, that would drop to ninety-two million. Could you take a ninety-two million dollar cap hit? And essentially have flushed two hundred million dollars down the toilet in the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco. Uh, seems almost unbelievable. You got to go all the way to twenty twenty six before that becomes uh, really tenable as far as getting out from under that contract. It's unbelievable. It might go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history, frankly. And the last thing I got on this is. I believe, I don't have any knowledge of this, that his shoulder is not good enough for him to perform at a high level. Deep down, I also believe, I might not think he's good enough to win with as a player. I mean, he's been around the guy enough and been on the field and might be thinking, we were better last year with Brissett than we were Watson. I, I could be a competitive team right now with Brissett in $50 million in cap space to go get a receiver or whatever. And lastly, and they knew this going in, this year, the 2023 season, is the Browns' best chance to win the Super Bowl because you're going to have to cut the Amari Coopers and Conklins, and you're not going to be able to extend your own, and you're certainly not going to be able to go outside the organization to get other players, and you might have to draft a quarterback. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, man, they find new ways. It is unbelievable. Yeah. What? They're still winning. So if you're a Browns fan, you're like, okay, whatever. We're mm-hmm. winning some games with PJ Walker. Let, let's see where this goes. And uh, you hope that the Deshaun Watson thing turns around because there's there's really nothing else to do with Deshaun Watson. And first, you got to get him healthy, though. But I'm like cutting him in my fantasy leagues. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like, he's, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I'm not waiting around for this stuff. He's know? not even high on the list of waiver pickups as far no, as. No, no one's going to grab him. You know, right. He hasn't done anything good. All right, we got more from the mailbag next. Lamar Jackson back to MP, MVP form and Tyreek Hill. Is he? Is, we're, we should be talking Hall of Fame for Tyreek Hill. Trade chatter as well next. <clears throat> Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And you don't put yourself in a position like the Cleveland Browns were when they were uh, hunting for a very important position on their team. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So go to where the job seekers already are. Everyone's already on LinkedIn, and you might even find some job seekers that didn't even realize that they were seeking for your perfect job. All you do is you add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and it spreads the word that you're hiring. Then utilize simple tools and screening questions. Make it easy to focus on just the right candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free 
at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. A lot of good ones we'll get into tomorrow and Friday on the schedule for week number eight and prizepicks.com. And the prize picks app is where you can go to get in on some of this and uh, have a lot of fun playing at daily fantasy sports and prize picks makes daily fantasy sports easy. And by the way, while you're having all that fun and it's so easy, you can also win up to 25 times your money. And the more players you pick and get correct, the more it multiplies those winnings and here's how it works. You select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats at prize picks, and you place that entry. It's quick. You can make an entry in 60 seconds, and you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. There's some really good ones on the schedule and uh, tons of, I mean, it's not just uh, football either. I mean, there, there's tons of passing yards, rushing yards. You can go more than or less than different players in different games. Find which ones you like. Of course, World Series, NBA, and all that's going on as well. At Prize Picks, and Prize Picks has a reboot policy that nobody else has in the daily fantasy sports world. Here's what happens if one of your players gets hurt in the first half, doesn't return the second half for NFL games and for college football top 25 matchups, uh, then that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only DFS platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We got a question about Lamar Jackson. And uh, the question goes how many teams, this is from Michael, how many teams should be regretting right now not giving up two number ones for Lamar? Carolina, Las Vegas, the Saints. Uh, the Cleveland Browns because they have waited and gotten in gotten in on it. Uh, my question, Matt, to you would be: How available was Lamar really? Because the fact yeah, that Lamar yeah. Jackson was potentially available for teams, and there was zero about teams going after him, is kind of mind mind boggling. And when you're looking at what's going on right now, even if it was difficult or hard or nearly impossible in a quarterback starved NFL where that position is so important, how did nobody go harder after? Lamar Jackson. So we had these conversations in real time when this all happened, of course. We've been doing this for a while now. And I thought it was insane that those teams mentioned, but I would also throw in the Falcons. Imagine the Falcons with him. The Colts, you know, they went the Richardson route, but especially the Commanders, because the Commanders picked in the middle of round one. It wouldn't even have been the first pick of the draft, the fifth pick of the draft. I mean, it would have been like the 16th and next year's first. And he'd have been the face of that franchise with a new owner. I thought Washington was perfect for him. But we suspected this then, and I think it's close to being confirmed now, that the Ravens were going to match any offer out there, and the whole league knew it. That has to be what it was. It has to be. And I understand some teams maybe don't want to run an offense a certain way, but mm-hmm. going back to that point now, I love the offense as it is uh, as yeah. being played right now for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And he's probably my vote for MVP at this point in the season. And, you know, we're talking about different players every couple of weeks. We're still mm-hmm. not even halfway through the season, so that can always change very quickly. And, by the way, Lamar needs to be healthy in December. But – This is Lamar 2.0 right now. It's a different offense. And I think he needed that Greg Roman offense that really was run-centric for him earlier on in his career. But he's a different quarterback now, and he still utilizes his legs. I still think he gets hit too much, but he's getting hit less than he was, which means he's going to be injured less than he was. 
And he's proving that he's got no problem, which we all knew anyway, that he's got no problem dropping back, delivering balls from the pocket, and just being a dynamic quarterback in the NFL. Right now, Lamar Jackson, through the first half of the year, is probably the league's MVP. I tend to agree. Um, I know we're going to mention Tyreek Hill's name. I think he, of the non-quarterbacks, has a really strong case as well. McCaffrey, a slightly lesser case of non-quarterbacks. Just want to throw that out there. If you were giving the award away today, I think I would give it to Lamar. Obviously, that fella in Kansas City is going to have something to say about this Mm. over the next couple months. We're not projecting who's going to win the award, just saying after on October 25th, who deserves it. I do think it would be it should be Lamar, not in a runaway vote, but I think he's been phenomenal and really has adjusted well and has carried this offense while it's learned the Monken system. And that and, exclamation point, it seems like they're getting better and better. And that exclamation point last week against the, the Lions is obviously yeah. a recency bias in our brains right now. That's what I was going to say. So yesterday we talked power ranks and I said Baltimore is clearly four to me. I mean, they're really, really good. But there is obviously some recency bias for them destroying the Lions, who I think is a really good team, might even be fifth in the power ranks for me. And... That wasn't even close. I mean, it was a total blowout crush win, and I give them all the credit in the world for that. But I don't want to overlook this. They started the season beating up on the Texans, who were playing more rookies, rookie starting quarterback first time, rookie head coach. Great time to play the Texans, but a good win nonetheless. They narrowly beat Cincinnati in week two when Joe Burrow was a shell of a shell of himself you know, narrowly won that game. Then they beat the Colts in a game, or they lose to the Colts in a game Richardson doesn't finish. Lose to the Colts doesn't look great. They beat the Browns badly in a game that DTR got thrown in at the last minute. Lose to the Steelers in what's always a grudge match. Beat up on Tennessee, beat up on Detroit. So the last two weeks have been awesome, but the first five are fine. You know, they're not dominant. He was great. The team wasn't. And they also were very injured early in the year. I don't want to take that away from them. You mentioned Tyreek. Yeah. We're, we're, we're putting our uh, – we're, we're looking into the future here a little bit with Tyreek. And with the way he's playing now, with what he's done already in his career, are we talking about a Hall of Fame guy that we're watching right now? I think he's an easy one, to be honest with you. And I know that he won't have the cumulative stats – that maybe Marvin Harrison or Holt or whomever is out there. I think it was you and I talking yesterday or earlier this week that I think when we talk about Tyreek, we have to just really focus on his impact on every game, every defensive coordinator's nightmares for a week, every snap. And I really think he's in the Randy Moss land for that, you know, for scariest player I've ever seen. So to me, that deserves Hall of Fameness, and frankly, he's even been better since he's gotten to Miami than in Kansas City, which is remarkable. Uh, that's that's the insane part, for yes, me because it's not just Patrick Mahomes and how much would Mahomes love having that back in his offense, you know. Um, and by the way, thanks to Crime Dog for that question. And so, if he retired today, Hall of Fame, I would vote yes. I think I mean he's there; he's on that path for mm-hmm. sure, and it's in that Randy Moss bucket of types of like just oh my gosh. Difference making about that? players in a singular play changing mm-hmm. uh the the you know changing the direction of a football game. Michael Labardi, who's a former GM, always talks about players like that. Like 
as a GM, if you're on the bus on the way to the stadium, are you uneasy because Tyree kills on the other team? You know, there's not a lot of them in the league that fit that criteria. He epitomizes it. And I wouldn't put him in Randy Moss's category necessarily yet. Maybe it's nostalgia with Randy Moss. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think Moss is the second best receiver ever. So right. that's high praise, you know. Right. But Moss was washed by the time he was 32 years old. So that Tyreek doesn't have to put that much more tape out there, in my opinion. Right. I mean, hasn't he said he only wants to play one more year or two more years, Tyreek? But, I mean, his body of work to me is a Hall of Fame resume. Last one, Matt. Uh, are, are you hearing a little something about the, the trade deadline? Something that could happen here before the next uh, less than a week now before the trade deadline next Tuesday? The rumor that I kind of heard was the Ravens, who we just talked about, are kicking the tires on one Derrick Henry. And I thought they were the one team that made a lot of sense to trade for Jonathan Taylor, especially after the Dobbins injury. I, I've been saying on some other outlets, my Steelers show, they should call about Zach Moss. I mean, go get him for cheap. I mean, the way that he would be a great fit for them. But I've also thrown out Henry, which would be a great fit for them. I don't I know think, what the compensation would be, but boy, yeah. that's a landing spot. I think potentially for the impact, especially for the Ravens and how they play football mm-hmm. and for what it would cost, I think that would be a massively impactful trade potentially. And how about yeah. that offense when all of a sudden now you're defending Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry? With Patrick Ricard leading the way for yeah. Derrick Henry. Like, oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> all right. Apologies to all the questions we did not get to. Still a lot of good ones out there. Keep them coming. At Beauty Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter for next week. Or uh, maybe we'll have some time to, to dive into some other questions. There's one on Puka that maybe we can attach to when we're making our, uh, our picks for the Rams game. And uh, you can also drop a question on the YouTube comments as well. Make sure you are subscribed up every day. Matt and I. Back tomorrow, Peacock and Williamson.